Ah, Michael, again, you arrive late. Could you ever? I mean, you would be late for your own funeral anyway, but I mean, even if you had a time machine, I doubt you could arrive on time. You are just perpetually annoying. Thank you. Thank you, my dearest ex-wife. Oh, you, you know, that was one of the things that really did annoy me with you. You could never, ever arrive on time or in advance. You're never early. You're always late. You were, you were literally like the UK train system. In fact, you could run the entire train system. Thank you, darling. So, Chloe, my dearest ex-wife, uh, someone else has hinted that you've yet again changed your diet. I mean, you're now some sort of vegan extremist that uh, has become so devout that you're trying to impose it on everyone else. I've heard, shall we say, rumours on the grapevine that um, your OCDC mania has now stretched to, to your diet too. And you're living on some sort of cardboard biscuits and a tinsy wincy bit of fruit. Well, I don't know who's been calling, uh, you know, catcalling here, but um, yes, I've changed my diet and I feel absolutely fantastic. Bright, you know. I suppose you'll be one of these that are constantly trying to search out, I don't know, light to, to try and stay alive. I mean, you look almost translucent, you're so skeletal. But at least it's put a smile on your face, it's stretched the skin there to an emaciated condition that you're actually smiling. I never found a way of putting a smile on your face. Maybe I should have, um, I should have starved you in the cellar or something, fed you on leaves, like an old, well, at that time, a young, uh, shall we say, veal calf. <laughs> yes, always the wit, isn't it? Always the wit. But you see, the problem is, Chloe, that you're always trying to, I mean, you're a doctor and you're still trying to impose your you know, extreme views and extreme habits onto everyone else. You can't just keep them to yourself. Fortunately, you're not in the slightest bit religious or, or we'd, we'd all be suffering that um, browbeating sort of sermon. But uh, fortunately, you're not. But, um, I mean, I suppose you've come out with sympathy for the cows or something like the Indians. You'll no doubt be running a, um, a few herds of cows up and down the street and uh, b bombing the butcher's shops and things, I suppose. Oh, you, you know, just because I, you know, think that meat is, is murder and you are you know, the head at the fore of that, being a butcherous uh, red meat carnivore, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. I mean, uh, you as a fellow species should, um, you know, should, should take heed of what I'm doing and follow in my example, for the, you know, for at least the, our children's sake. Do you know how much damage we're causing? Don't tell me with the flatulence of farts of cattle we're going to destroy the world. Nothing to do with you riding around in a great big 4x4. Four four. It's electric. You've got a new car. Yes, it's an electric car. Well, they're six times more polluting than the other one. I mean, you're, I, I suppose it's not a little tiny thing, is it? You'll, you, you know, you'll have something that's as big as a... A double-decker bus, won't you? Mm? I mean, why don't you just ride around in a John Deere tractor and pick the kids up and whatever you, uh, you know, in one of those. The biggest you can find. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hybrid, which is more than I can say for yours. Mine? I haven't had a car for years, darling. 
You know, I don't know if you've noticed, but I can't afford one after the divorce. I can barely afford anything. Oh, here we go again. Poor starved, eh? And apart from that, I mean, I'm not being funny, but we've lived together. I know your views. You're sort of of now this Buddhistic, uh, you know, caring, sharing, healing, spiritual-handed thing. And and really, I mean, if the truth be told, every time you get a drop of drink down you, you want to massacre half the world. You are the biggest, well, sort of almost psychopathic gasliness. As soon as you get some plunk down, you you want to sort of um, bring out corporal punishment and crucify everyone along Penny Park Lane, as uh, uh, was the last conversation. Remember, peace to all sapiens. I still stand by that. You know, I, I, do, I do think that uh, corporal punishment is should be administered to the to the human being to try and keep it in line. Mm, and this comes from a, a doctor. He says, you know, you've got the hands of Harold Shipman, I can see. They've, uh, you couldn't wait to start injecting people, could you? It's a shame. You were born in the wrong era. You should have been uh, in the 30s. You qualified for an Auschwitz guard or something, or an assistant uh, Mengele. Oh, you're so over the top with everything, aren't you? Um, well, anyway, what's this about the uh, some sort of exploding dollar here? Oh, tongues are wagging, honey. Well, I mean, they hardly need to wag. I can see that you know you've been burnt and scorched as though you've uh, you know you've been on fire, and someone did mention that you'd you started to engage in uh, a little fantasy and fetish with uh, things of silicon. It were. It's a wonder. I'm not being funny, but um, it was bound to happen. It's a wonder the thing didn't um, kill you, isn't it? You, you just can't have a normal relationship. This is where we went wrong. Oh, this is where we were wrong. The, where we went wrong, Chloe, as I remember the five years of hell that you put me through, where we went wrong is you were a dominatrix that wanted to dress in jackboots and place them onto my bollocks. No? And you wanted me virtually wearing a dog collar, or even a cat collar, one of your cat collars. And you wanted to, you know, to me shuffling around on, on all fours, you know, a couple of metres behind you. That's where we went wrong, because I did not want to be your little poodle. Mm-hmm. And be, you know, treated like some sort of lowly serf. Otherwise, we'd have been fine. If I could have... You know, worshipped. I mean, if I'd have walked around with a prayer mat and worshipped to you, then fine. Um, so, anyway, let's 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 get on. We don't need to go over the old ground and the rusty old chestnut. But well, this doll that you had, I suppose it's. Uh, you see, th- this is another thing I can't understand. It's exploded and virtually blown the entire windows out of the building. I mean, you, you, some wonder you haven't burnt the, in- the that block of flats of yours to the ground. So you've been messing around with a fetish and a doll. And now you, you're the ridicule of the entire parish. I happen to be taking comfort and sleeping. I thought I'd just try it next to a, next to a, you know, um, a doll, yes. Mm. This being your sort of comfort blanket. This thing with a 36 size double D chest and... Uh, you know, curves of Marilyn Monroe and, um, you know, and the tightest adjustable squeeze vagina. 
for your pleasurement. That's what you call a, a comfort blanket, is it? Do you know, Chloe, I think you actually are quite jealous, aren't you? Jealous? I'm, I'm actually outraged that I have, have you know, your ex-wife, and the person that thinks quite a lot about you, and our children. You are now, you know, you've been, you know, portrayed as this pervert. This pervert who, who, who engages in chi-rubbing against some, some plastic doll. And it's exploded and just about, you've nearly lost an eye, you've lost all your hair and everything, and you've burnt yourself, you've singed yourself, and you, well, you're a laughingstock of the village. All right. Fantasy. I mean, can't you do anything? Why do you have to sort of engage yourself in sort of a, a mascophobia? It's not a mascophobia. Well, all right, a pediophobia. You know, what, what, what are you getting? As I say, it was just giving me comfort to sleep next to. A likely story. A likely story. You've probably got a gallon of KYD gel in there and you'll be wearing, a, I don't know, some sort of... You'll be masquerading as either Batman or Robin or both. Why would you think I do that? Because, because, Michael, you are a sexual void. You're like Adolf. If, if Adolf Hitler was a sexual void. He, he was the strangest, strangest man. And you can tell so much by someone's sexuality. We have got two children, remember? Yes, but we, we almost had to splint yours into position with a couple of lollipop sticks and some rubber bands, didn't we? And then we had to go through such extreme dreadfulness to actually get a tinsiest, tiny bit of juice from you, which it's a wonder you produced. Thank you. But we do have two beautiful children, and thank you. But you see what I'm saying? I mean, all these... People, you know, they were, they were sexual voids. Adolf Hitler and Salvador Dali, they, they all went through what you're going through. And they didn't do thing, anything about it. And they went from sort of torturing dolls and things and torturing and hating. the, And then they moved on to mass murder. Well, not Salvador Dali, but then again. Well, but all, all, all dictators have this sort of thing. This sort of silicon sadomasochistic delinquency. Right, thank you, Doctor. Thank you very much. And uh, you don't think that your domineering, bombastic attitude may have may have sort of brought about any sort of, um, shall we say, what? What? Well, if the, the, the best person to ever, ever bring on a feeble, um, you know, cock... Yes, darling. There's no possible way could anyone ever get an erection with you, could they? Because you've, you've brutalised them all day long. How could you possibly feel sexually attracted to you in any way, shape or form by the time you've tongue-lashed everyone and flayed them to, to a, a, a raw wreck of a human being? <laughs> so it's my fault that you, you can't even, you know, raise the tinsiest, winciest flag. Yes, it is really, yes. I mean, if you'd, what, if I'd have mothered you, you still wouldn't have been able to do it. You don't realise that this, I keep telling you, this stems and all stems from your matron pater. It's not really anything to do with me. Yes, it is. 
because you are just like my mother. I didn't realise. She had contracted my father into marriage and then turned into this most god-awful, bombastic dominatrix from this tiny little person that was, you wouldn't say boo to a goose, and then, and then became this horrendous, brutal thing. And he himself, you know, has never had an erection since. He, he, you know, he's, he openly admitted to me one shrunken, apart from he could barely speak with fear, you know, due to my, my mother, and you know, that, that he'd never even been able to masturbate whilst, you know, for the 26 years that they were together, he, he never even was able to masturbate. And you almost had me doing the same thing. Mm. Did I indeed? So it's, it's all our faults, is it? Mm? And that, that you want to vent your vindictive spleen onto, uh, onto these plastic feminine you know, fetishes, dolls. I mean, why, why has it got to be a small feminine doll? It's not small. It's not small. It weighs 150 pounds. Well, it's a wonder he hasn't fallen down the stairs and kills you when you... But, you know, you, you're... The, what you girls don't seem to understand is that your Amazonian tribe is, you know, can quite easily crush, crush and damn anything, let alone an erection. Oh, it's, it's, it's always... We're to blame, are we? Well, look, um, I mean, look at the lionesses. They were saying the other day, well, the guys and I, the curry night, we were having a chat, and we thought, the lionesses, good God, the English male lion team, the lion rugby team wouldn't take them on for money. They'd get ripped to bits. So when, when you know, when you're telling me how fragile and sort of uh, delicately domesticated you are and all that crap, you know, it's, it's, it's utter rubbish. That only comes to play, this damsel in distress, when when you need someone to pay for something, or, you know, especially when finance. Then, of course, you become this weakling that can't even open its own purse to, to pay for anything. That's when it's a damsel in distress syndrome, and, oh, you do talk utter rubbish. And this, you know, this, this is your excuse for this hideous, disgusting you know, perverted obsession with, with screwing plastic dolls. This is the only thing you can, you can bring forth, that we, we have created it. The women have created you. We created all these weaklings that uh, can't even, you know, that are terrified of a, a vagina, that's so terrified 